Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles web webinar, the Triangles Meditation Group. We meet each week at this time. And our purpose is to introduce the work of triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles. It's also intended to create a platform for people who are already members of triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the Triangles Planetary Network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of a line of lighted, loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. This triangle is then placed within the planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation, a world prayer, is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network and into the consciousness of humanity, touching all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. And as those of you who've been here for the last couple of weeks, you'll know that we've been talking about the five planetary centers. And this is a natural outgrowth, our understanding of these five centers is an outgrowth of our understanding and view that the earth is indeed a living being. And as we discussed last week, each of these five cities that are sort of like the outposts of the major chakra system of the planet are made up of different cities in the world that are responsible for different areas of our planetary life. And together they make a five-pointed star of energy distribution. And through means of this star, all the disparate parts are mixed and blended together becoming vehicles for the energies that animate the one life. And due to the extraordinary nature of the times in which we live, these focal points, these planetary centers, being the points of intersection of many lines of force, are being abnormally and deliberately stimulated because this great life our logos is passing through an initiatory experience, which is having a ripple down effect within all the cells in his body, but particularly in the cells composing these five centers. And it is the vibrancy of these points, these cities within the planetary etheric body, which attract the many people, organizations, businesses, and creative artists to them. 
And today we'll be focusing on the New York Planetary Center. One of the outstanding qualities of the New York Center is its vibrancy, which many people can find somewhat overwhelming when visiting New York. We're not told what chakra New York corresponds to in relation to the planet as a whole. Within the United States, it holds the place of the throat center, but we're not told whether or not it serves in that capacity on a planetary scale. Some students have speculated that New York is the planetary Ajna center. And to me, this makes sense because of the bridging nature that the New York center holds within the five pointed planetary star. This star is actually composed, we're told, of two triangles. As most of you know, the first triangle is that of London, Darjeeling, and New York. And the second triangle is that between Geneva, Tokyo, and New York. To create the planetary star, we can visualize these two triangles merging to form a hexagram and then we can visualize that hexagram transforming into the five-pointed star with the world teacher standing at the center, radiating light, love, and power throughout the world. So now let's take a moment to work with our visualization. Visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. Now visualize within that sphere a triangle composed of the three primary planetary centers. Shambhala, the planetary head center. The spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart. And humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all three directions around the triangle, from point to point, merging and blending the three points, filling the triangle with light.
superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and present, radiating the energy of love wisdom. of the star, the sphere of his activity, stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star, out through the five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo. Visualize these outpouring energies, enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. At the harbor of New York, the gateway to this country, stands the Statue of Liberty, a symbol of the noble concepts of freedom, brotherhood, 
and love of truth upon which the United States and New York were founded. The Tibetan speaks of the United States as an experiment, and nowhere is this experiment more apparent than in New York. It's an experiment in bringing together people from all parts of the world. As we enter the Aquarian age, this bringing together of different types of people will be easier, but right now we're still struggling with this challenge. And so at this time, we see powerful forces arrayed against Im immigrants within a country that was founded by immigrants. Perhaps part of the problem is also that the country must also atone for past injustices committed against First Nation people and African Americans, which are continuing at this time. In a global sense, the destiny of New York is inextricably linked with that of the entire Western Hemisphere and will lead eventually to the development of the true cooperative spirit, we're told, within the whole of North, Central, and South Americas. A cooperation that extends to include both the spiritual and the material realms. The border and immigration problems we are being confronted with are in large part due to our own aggressive policies that have sought to impose our will upon poorer nations to the South. The US and consequently New York are considered young and immature within the world of nations. And this perhaps accounts for our idealism and also our arrogance. But it is this very youthfulness that also accounts for the industrious and creative ability that distinguish the New York Center and the United States. The Tibetan has this to say of the United States, which clearly reflects the challenges posed for the New York Center in handling the potency of the energies pouring through it. It's helpful to know that this passage was written in the late 1940s, and hence the language does not reflect current terminology. He wrote, like all young people, symbolically speaking, the people of the United States show all the characteristics of adolescence. Again, symbolically speaking, the people of the United States are of the ages 17 to 24. They shout freedom and still are not free. They refuse to be told what to do because it infringes upon their rights. Nevertheless, they allow themselves to be guided frequently by the inept, the partisan politician, and by the inadequate. They are broadly tolerant and yet most intolerant of other nations. They are ready to tell other nations how to handle their problems, but as yet evidence no ability to handle their own, as witness the treatment of the American Negroes and withholding of equal freedom and opportunity from them. The motto of the New York Center is, I light the way. And it's helpful to keep in mind that at this time, this light is moving westward. And as such, the Western Hemisphere provides a portal through which the light 
can flow quite readily. New York's motto of lighting the way requires us to demonstrate a worldwide humanitarian stance in support of brotherhood and human rights, leading to the demonstration of right human relations. This is the ideal. The small island of Manhattan is home to countless ethnic and religious groups drawn by the diversity and opportunity which New York has long offered. It's also said of New York that the teaching goes out from New York. The implication here being is that reference to the ageless wisdom teachings. We see that this was true for the first two dispensations of this teachings, which we consider when we consider the fact that much of the actual writing which Alice Bailey and Helena Blavatsky undertook with the Tibetan master was carried forward within the radius of the New York Center. It could be said, therefore, that the conditions created within New York provide a type of outpost for hierarchical consciousness. It's said that even our very land is permeated with the energy from ancient Atlantis, which was said to have occupied this land millions of years ago, a civilization in which the spiritual hierarchy of that time openly governed. The USA is related most closely to the planetary center of the hierarchy, we're told, whereas the UK and London and the Commonwealth of Nations are more reflective of the Shambhala force, while Russia is a reflection of the center of humanity. As the time for the externalization of the hierarchy approaches within the radius of each of these five planetary centers, it's said that a master of wisdom will eventually be found working behind the scenes, forming a focal point of his ashram, accustoming the surrounding atmosphere to his vibration and gathering into his aura the necessary outer physical plane workers the aspirants and disciples of varying degrees who can become the magnetic outposts of his consciousness. These workers prepare the ground for the eventual outer work. This subjective preparatory work goes forward right in the midst of our 21st century urban life, our cities sometimes being called the jungles of the West. New York, we're told, is an inlet for sixth ray energy, conferring a strong idealism and aspiration after truth. Mars is the non-sacred planet that focalizes the energies of the sixth ray. It's not surprising then that religious and spiritual movements have flourished here, but also the tendency to assume the role of the policeman of the world. The sixth ray can be either passive and mystical or militant and warlike. As the sixth ray rapidly transits out of manifestation, its worst characteristics become heightened, fostering fundamentalism in all fields. This condition creates an atmosphere wherein fanaticism increases, as does intolerance and a desire to put selfish national interests above the interests of the whole. 
the passing out of the sixth ray also serves to heighten the sense of cleavage, be it racial, religious, or political. New York is therefore really a microcosm of humanity as a whole, so it has the task of working to quell its intense emotional solar plexus activity by lifting these energies to the heart and lighted mind. But it could also be true that New York is, since it is governed by the sign of cancer, this sign holds out the possibility that we can shift into the sacred sixth ray planet because Neptune governs cancer in all three areas. So as the sixth ray passes more fully out and we enter into the Aquarian age, this deeply spiritual Neptunian influence could begin to increasingly hold sway in New York and throughout the planet, helping to shift our nation and the world to a much gentler vibration, reflecting a higher, more refined spiritual manifestation. New York has been given the privilege of housing the United Nations. This great symbol of hope in the world is indeed a spiritual body and perhaps in a much fuller sense than humanity has yet realized. The founding of the UN is an outer indication of the fact that humanity has become the world's savior and has accepted the responsibility of world salvage. The UN symbolizes the liberation of humanity as a whole. The UN is really a focal point, which happens to be within New York. It's therefore a light within a greater light. I'd now like to close with a portion of a poem by a woman named Emma Lazarus. The poem's called The New Colossus. And it's enshrined within the Statue of Liberty and perhaps embodies an understanding of the soul of our nation. So I'll just read the familiar last verse. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless tempest, toss to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. So now let's work together in our meditation. Let's link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. We link with the center Shambhala Sound the mantram. In the center of the will of God I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. 
I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle.
Hold the group mind open and receptive to the impouring energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere.
Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we sound the invocation, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you. Now, if anyone has any thoughts or questions they might like to ask or share with the group, you can do so by clicking on your name in the participants box and we'll unmute your microphone. Or you can post uh, a thought in the chat box. As most of you know, the exact time of the Pisces full moon was less than two hours ago. So it's a really wonderful opportunity that we've had to work together to distribute these potent energies of this 12th sign of the zodiac. 
it's interesting when you consider the planetary configurations that are in place right now, they're quite potent indeed for us to work as a distributing agent of these of this sign of the world savior because the three rulers of Pisces Jupiter which is the exoteric ruler the second ray planet beneficent planet and this the uh, esoteric ruler of Pisces is uh, Pluto the planet Pluto those two planets are conjoined at this time, not exactly, but quite close, conjoined, meaning those two rulers are conjoined with each other, facilitating a powerful influx of their combined energies. And then the third uh, ruler of Pisces, which is, the Tibetan says, is the, plant, the ruler for Pisces as a planet, planetary influence, is Neptune. And we've just been through... Uh, an exact conjunction of Neptune and the sun. So there's a, it's as if the heavens are working together with us to enable us to work and bring through the potent energies of this sign. Sometimes it's helpful to remember that although we're passing out of this 2,500-year cycle wherein the energies of Pisces were firmly in place, um, there's a long, slow withdrawal of these energies. And they've been so potent for so long in both cycles of the zodiac that this influence has done so much to prepare human consciousness for the influx of, a, of the new Aquarian seventh ray energies because Pisces is, as I said, one of the most uh, sensitive of all the signs. So it's really pre prepared the field of human consciousness for receptivity to the soul. And for the disciples of the world, it's helped to free them from the bondage of the personality facilitating a building of that inner bridge, that inner path of light through which we as individuals can connect with our soul. And as we work together in group formation to connect with the group soul, which then connects with the soul of humanity and the hierarchy itself. So we've been given a really long period of preparation and we should be well prepared to handle the influx of the new energies that are pouring in. Um, Wayne writes, it has seemed to me that the two triangles link side by side with New York as the connected layout fixed points that when a curved line is used to connect, inscribe an Ajna center diagram. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And also when you consider that the Ajna center is usually connected with Venus by the Tibetan, it shows how potent are these two planetary um, 
two parts of the Ajna Center, one con controlled by Venus and the other by Mercury. And those two planets, uh, if you read the secret doctrine, um, they're the two planets, sacred planets that are guiding humanity and our earth to move into being a sacred planet. And so there are energies that we really work with in the Great Invocation. Some consider the first stanza related to Mercury and the Buddha, the second stanza related to the Christ and Venus. And so we can see that the invocation itself brings forward these two potent planetary influences. And so, yeah, I think we can make a good case that um, New York being the collect connecting link might uh, very well be reflective of our ability to uh, stand within that center. Wend writes, to counteract the transmission of the coronavirus with transmission of love and light, sounding the great invocation while washing your hands. Good, good suggestion, yeah. And also we might, if we feel some fear around the virus, know that the Tibetan has said that this whole condition of influenza will disappear on our planet when humanity learns to grapple with its own fear. And so if you're feeling fearful, perhaps it might be a service that you can render by using um, some of the techniques offered by the Tibetan in white magic, for example, in chapter 10, there's a, vis a brief visualization that you can use. And then he always suggests using the mantra, let reality govern my every thought and truth be the master of my life. So there are things that we can do not only to help ourselves, but to help humanity as a whole to quell any unnecessary fears. Uh, Janice writes, I would like to add that considering the change in acceptable pronouns, he may very well be she. Yes, thank you, quite possible. Uh, Clint writes that he believes the energy of New York, oh, it's, hold on, uh, even though a planetary center has had a great effect on cities, areas close to New York, such as Boston, Philadelphia, and Washington, DC. Yes, certainly. Just like in our bodies, we have major centers, major chakras, but we also have minor ones. So surely these great cities um, have also a real role to play. We know that DC, for example, is the head center of the United States. So it definitely has a strong role to play. Uh, um, Diane writes, thank you for bringing forward some of the Tibetans ideas with regard to racial inequalities and how the experiment needs more work in order to truly manifest its highest intention to have so many groups come together and realize our oneness. It's a topic that many attempt to avoid due to the horrible experiences that have been perpetrated. Acknowledgement and forgiveness will bring about the needed changes. Thank you, yes. And that acknowledgement is really starting to be put forward, particularly the emphasis on the prison system in this country. So much is, being, is coming out now about the need 
to reform that new form of slavery, really. Um, so we can always hold that, those movements in our thoughts. Christina writes, it's interesting that the numerological value of New York is for new 15, six, and New York 24, six. Both words, 39, 12, three. Thank you and everybody. Thank you, Christina. Uh, Asha writes, so do the New York energies encompass the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and surrounding areas? Yes, but as I was saying in the, in the talk, um, the New York Center is a planetary center. And so its energies encompass all of North, Central, and South America. And its intention is to bring about a pan-America eventually. So it's not that we're the rulers of the other countries, of course not. They have their independent nationhood, but we can act as, through our center, through New York, the energies can flow that can serve to unite us as a, a sphere of activity within the planetary life. All right, well, it might be a good time to end our work today on this full moon by taking a moment of silence to link up with each other. Thank you.